Yo! Hello, everybody out there. Welcome to a very, very special episode of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, and joining me is Tyler. Tyler, it's time for the main event. It is. This is uh, always probably my favorite episode of the year that we do. It's always a good time. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is always a good time. It's going to be a different time this time around because we made different plans. Uh, and we hope you're going to enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I guess just in general, 2021 in video games, I think there was stuff there if you were looking for it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. Like, it was not a bad just, year at all. But if you're just yeah. like the big AAA knob sucker, uh, well, um, you're you might have been disappointed by 2021 um, video game wise. There are plenty of reasons to be disappointed in 2021. Um, but uh, yeah, if you you know just extend your gaze beyond the big stuff. You, you'll find some gems out there. And that's that's what I've brought to the table for a lot of the awards I am about to present for my side. Um, how, how are you feeling? Uh, yeah, I, f I feel pretty good about my, my awards. Um, for the most part, I tried to keep them on the positive side. And I uh, feel good about my top five games that we'll talk about. Um yeah, I mean, 2021 was a fine year. Um, it's no 2014. You know, that's probably the worst year in recent memory. But, you know, I think a lot of the recent years was a lot better than 2021. I think the effects of the pandemic are kind of hitting us a little bit in the video game sphere. Um, I know it's know. definitely hitting me physically because I am just... I am a lot uh, slower than I used to be, just, like, thinking on my feet and uh, just yeah. trying to, you know, even just moving my body around. I, I just feel sluggish all the time. Yep. I'm pretty sure I didn't have COVID. I, I don't think it's related to actually having COVID, but, like, I just feel um, sluggish. Oh, yeah, me too. I didn't even drink or anything at all yesterday. You know, went to bed at a decent time, woke up at a decent time, and I had the worst fucking headache today for half the day. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> this is like the second or third time this has happened to me in probably a month. And I'm like, I'm not even like partying hard or anything. I'm just waking up with these massive headaches. I don't know. Must be the way I'm sleeping or something, but it sucks. I'm not doing so, myself so I feel any you. favor. I'm not doing myself any favors here. Um, I I poured myself. I, I to celebrate my birthday coming up. Yeah, be birthday. Um, I got myself a bottle of Woodford Reserve, so I'm drinking Ooh. a little bit of that. All right. As we record here. Nice. Um. Yeah, let's uh let's get into it, Tyler. Uh. Hmm, how, how do I want to do this? Uh, to determine who presents the first award, I want you to guess odd or even. Even. All right, I go first then. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, All right, well, 
just to explain everything, how we're changing it up a little bit really quick. Yeah. We're doing five awards that we're kind of making up. Yes. Um, and then we have a top five list that we'll go over. Um, you know, in past, I think we had, what, ten awards that we both decided on and yeah. then the top ten. So kind of changing up a little yeah. bit this year. That, I, I, like I just felt like that got a little bit laborious, uh, especially when we ended up talking about uh, the same game for different categories and stuff. We're, we're two guys, man. We're two guys. Yeah. We can't carry on huge <laughs> lists like that. That's Leave that for the big outlets. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, I like this approach. I think it's just more relaxed and a little more liberating, I guess, too, in, in the games we play. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm ready. So, yeah, hit me. Well, that, hit that me. is what a you perfect got? transition to the first award. Well, the first game I'm going to give. Maybe not the award itself. Um, the first award I'm going to give is the Recency Bias Award because <laughs> I just started playing it, like, last week. And I can't, I cannot in good conscience put it in my top five list, but I really fucking dig it. Um, and that award goes to Cozy Grove. Um, Cozy Grove being uh, a game where you play as a spirit scout. Uh, you're you're stranded on this island. Um, you try, you're help you're helping out these big spirit bears with all their problems. And it's just a really chill vibe, and I, I've just been having a lot of fun with it um, recently. And yeah, it's it's one of the games that has been suggested to me time and time again this year. And I finally do- dove into it, and what do you know? Those people were right. I fucking love this. Yeah, is that the game you're trying to get Maggie to play? Yes. <laughs> cool. And apparently, she is playing it now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you have a game that would qualify for recency bias? <laughs> no. I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Um, That's fine. I think the re- most recent thing I started is Life is Strange, True Colors. And, yeah, that game's great. I just finished the second chapter today. Mm. So, but, no. No, I don't think so. All righty. Well, how about you hit me up with your first award? All right, I'm going to go with the best game I've played this year that isn't my jam, and I'm going to give that to Returnal. Hmm. Um, I loved playing Returnal when I played of it. I loved the world of Returnal. It's so cool visually, atmosphere-wise. Really gives me like a you know a Ridley Scott Aliens vibe. Um, I just didn't like the progression of Returnal. And, you know, roguelikes just aren't fully my thing, um, which is why I think, like, last year with Hades, why that game is just so special, because it got me hooked to the point where, you know, I actually stuck with it to finish a run, all that stuff. And uh, Returnal just didn't have those hooks in it. But, man, I, I just, I, it's one of those games that I, when someone says, like, that's my game of the year, or it's one of the best games of the year, I'm like, yeah, I can see that. Because uh, I think if you do like that genre of games and you put that time into it to finish a run or something like that. Um, you probably got a lot out of it. And yeah, the game just plays well. It really makes the DualSense controller shine, even the console itself, which is how silky smooth it is. There's like no loading. I mean, it's, it's awesome. Um, so that's my first award. Okay. Um, I just, I I just started Returnal also. Um, Yeah. 
I got to the first boss. I, I didn't beat the first boss yet, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm dipping my toes. That's gonna be one I play until uh, until that Elden Ring comes out. All right, cool. Um, and yeah, I, man, game that I enjoyed that wasn't necessarily my jam. Uh, I, you know, I'll put, huh. You know what? I'm just gonna I'm I'm gonna leave it there. I'm gonna leave it there. I don't have anything for that award because the closest thing might be the next uh, next game that I'm putting out there. And this award is the Vibes Generator, Tyler. <laughs> okay. The Vibes Generator, and that is Sable. Mm. Sable is a fantastic Vibes Generator in that like you are just this. This young person thrown into the world, just learning about the world around you, learning about what you want to do with the rest of your life, and learning how societies are work work in the world, and just really just going out on a journey of like discovery of yourself and the world around you, and what you want, what 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 you where you find your place in it, and uh, it, it's just great for that. Like, there's so much time like just traveling but like combination of like the art style and the soundtrack just really sets you in a mood to like just vibe with the game and just really uh have have a decent chill time um so that's that's why i'm why why i consider sable the vibes generator of 2021 (laughs) <laughs> I like the I like that award. Yeah, and I, I can see that with Sable for sure. What I've seen of it. But if I I think the one game I think up for that award for me would be Forza Horizon Five. Ooh, yeah, that yeah, that's on that's on a different <laughs> end of the scale. But hell yeah, I can see yeah that. yeah that that game just has really good vibes. You can really get in the zone, just drive, have a good time. It's yeah, that's probably what I would pick for that one. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. All right. The next one that I have is the best game I've played this year that isn't a 2021 game, and that goes to Yakuza Like a Dragon. Okay, cool. It's it's Finally, you give Yakuza its due. It's I about do. damn time. Yeah, I do. And honestly, yeah, this, this was probably the best game I played this year. Um, it's the game that I think I just really really love and you know i love a lot of the characters the story was excellent the combat was a lot of fun it, yeah i just really like that world and yeah i need to play more yakuza and this game was just marvelous from start to finish honestly cool well i mean i can't put final fantasy 14 into this category because they launched an expansion this year so i'm not going to count that as my non-2021 game Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had if I had to choose probably PUBG actually I played a surprisingly large amount of PUBG this year and just really had a fun time of just you know dropping in shooting some fools and getting out that's it was a really uh, nice drop in drop out experience for me yeah all right well, what, what what do you got next all right my third award is the reminder that I'm old and lonely <laughs> uh and that goes to Back for Blood. 
Um, Back for Blood is an incredible multiplayer co-op shooter. It has fun systems. You also should play it with people that you know. And I don't have enough of people like that in my life that are on a schedule that I can play video games with. And that just reminds me that I'm old and lonely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I can see that. Do you have any games like that that just remind you that, shit, I'm old <sighs> and I'm lonely? Fuck. <laughs> I have one game that makes me feel old. Okay. And that's just Halo Infinite. Um, only because of where that story is and all that stuff. And I just think back to playing Halo 2 on the Xbox and I'm like, that's a long time ago. (laughs) And here I am, 28 years old, still playing Halo and still loving it just as much. But, yes. Alrighty. What you got for your third award? Alright, my next one, I'm going to call it the Come On Bro Award. Oh, I'm going to give it okay. the back for blood. Oh. Because why does this game not have fucking single player in it at all? It does. It does now, but at launch it didn't. Yeah, at um, launch it did. It just was a separate experience. Yeah, but no, it's just like, no. I, like, I get this game's designed to be played with people, but um, I don't know. I just feel like it needs to be there. And the AI needs to be uh, competent as well. Um, because, yeah, like just like you said, like schedules are hard to get lined up anymore to play a game like this consistently. Like I really liked what you and I played um, when the game launched. But, yeah, I just feel like that game needed, needed more. Um, and I probably would have played it more, honestly. Well, my Come On Bro award goes to uh, Bobby Kotick and the Activision board. Uh, Bobby Kotick, as of recording, still has his job. Um, Yeah. And I'd like to remind people of that uh, because that shouldn't be the case. Yeah. Honestly, it's probably a better choice than than mine. But, yeah, I'm I'm with you. (sighs) All right, Tyler. I think this award speaks for itself. The... I need to talk about Halo Award goes to Halo Infinite. Uh, <laughs> I'm yes. not putting it in my top five. Um, not because it doesn't belong there, but because this is a PlayStation podcast. And, you know, this year I have enough games to maybe exclude Xbox first-party games. Um, but Halo, holy shit. Like, after Halo 5, and just, like the overall feel around the Halo as a franchise after that I wasn't sure it would ever come back as strong as it did and Halo Infinite is probably my favorite multiplayer game that's come out this this year multiplayer experience that I've had um, the campaign is solid, I, I, I enjoyed that and I enjoyed what they're setting up with the Halo franchise and yeah, I just I'm pleasantly surprised that they found a way for uh, Halo to be good again, because uh, that wasn't a guarantee. Yeah. Completely agree on that. Do you want to talk about Halo a little bit? (laughs) Yeah, well, I, um, 
I'll th- think I'll save mine for for later. Okay. All right, on that. I, I see. But I, I I agree with everything you said. So. All right. All right. What, my my next one is going to be the game I have an unhealthy relationship with in twenty twenty one. And it's F1 2021. Um, Probably right before Christmas until Friday, I started my third season in that game, and I have finished it. That's 23 races. Um, You know, they added uh, Portugal, Imola, and uh, Jetta into the game, and I had to do it, and fuck that I love it. Um... All three of those tracks are pretty fun to drive. Um, unfortunately, my Portugal race was completely in the wet, so it wasn't too super exciting. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, and Jet is just really cool to drive itself. I mean, the racing, you know, in real life might not be the greatest. But, you know, when you're flying around there on, on a lap, it's a pretty interesting track. So, yeah, I just, I love this game. I obviously love f1 and just yeah i just couldn't stop playing this game this year i have since deleted it from my console so that way i don't even see it and uh start another season also really helped that like my you know being three seasons in like i had my whole aerodynamics upgraded all the upgrades i mean my car was fucking flying um and it was like a tale of two seasons uh in in uh, in this for me, almost like the actual F1 season was this year, where I dominated the first half a lot like, say, Max Verstappen in this year. And then the second half, I just felt like I struggled. I didn't win where I usually do. And Max Verstappen actually won. It made the championship fight towards the end, like, really fun. The way that game can simulate that stuff is really great. Story mode was pretty cool, too. Not a lot of replayability with it, but, you know. I give uh, Codemasters props for doing something cool um, and different with that. So, yeah, that's 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 that game for me, man. <laughs> wow, I think the game I have the unhealthy relationship with is World Flipper. World Flipper. Okay, I was gonna maybe say Final Fantasy, but that is a All very right. healthy relationship, Tyler. I am offended. I guess. That you would I guess say such a it, thing? it makes you social. I get it. All right. All right. World Flipper. I don't, like, I don't like that tone out of you. <laughs> All right. Sorry. But yeah, World Flipper, uh, the mobile pinball game that it's a gotcha pinball game, and I just want all the pretty lady JPEGs. That's all I want. That's all I want. I just play so I can. I can get another random pool of 10 JPEGs, and, you know, most of the time I don't get the ones that I want, but I keep playing. God damn it. (laughs) Okay. Well, the last award I have to give out before we get into our top five, and I'll talk about it in my top five, this game in particular, it's the I'm a Dad Now award, and that goes to Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker. All right. Because Alphano and Alizé, you are my children now. Your dad is a piece of shit. And um 
Yeah, I'm just, I'm taking custody. Uh, you are my children under my care, and I will never let anyone hurt you, even when the story suggests that you're going to be hurt. I refuse to believe that's going to happen. Um, so right. yeah, I'm, I'm a proud father. Uh, I can add a proud dad to my Twitter profile. Because <laughs> that just sends all the right signals. Mm -hmm. It does. <laughs> oh, man. All right. I think for that, I'm going to have to go with Halo Infinite. Oh. Well, only being, you know, you play Master Chief. Okay, yeah, are you... Echo 216, you don't want anything to happen to him. Master Chief's an old guy. Okay, that's not the direction I thought you were going to go with that. Alright. I thought you were going to go with, uh, you're a daddy now. Yeah. I mean, you are. <laughs> but. Yeah. Okay, we can, we can eject from this uh, awkward yeah. conversation about... The, di the different kinds of dads. Um, if you want to explore that, go play more Yakuza games. There's more than one ki kind of daddy. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Tyler, what is your last award you're going to give out here before we get to our top five lists? I decided to choose one of the more traditional ones that we've done years past. Because I always really like this award. It's always one of my favorites to read about, too. Like, from other outlets. On... Uh, you know, what they choose. And I'm just going to go with best moment. And my favorite moment of, of this year, I have to choose, um, and I always fuck up the pronunciation of it, but House Beneviento from Resident Evil 8. Resident Evil Village. Mm. Um, did you... this? So this is like the second level after Lady D. Did you get this far? Look, man, I'm a Sorry. fake video gamer. I I saw Lady D, and that's all I needed to see. <laughs> yeah, okay, I got you. Yeah, I'm just I'm just wondering because I knew you were playing it earlier. So I'm gonna go. There's there's gonna be a little bit of spoilers here if you don't mind, but I'll keep it light. Yeah, go ahead. There's a gigantic, disgusting, fucking baby in this house, and uh, so you go in there, you know, looking looking for. The boss, basically. And what's so great about this level is I feel like it was a true survival horror sort of level. There's no combat in it at all. And uh, the journey there was really creepy. Once you get to the house and it's on this cliff, there's this big-ass waterfall going down in the background. I mean, it's a beautiful, stunning image. One of my favorites of the year. And... Then you're going through this house. It's creepy as fuck. You have some really interesting puzzle solving going on. And you have to go back to this one room. And then you turn around and all of a sudden there is this just gigantic baby creature following you. It is fucking disgusting. It's, the game is dark. And you are just running. Because if this thing gets you, it's, it's going to you know, take you down. And you end up having to like hide under beds, like very much like almost like Outlast style, um, and and all sorts of stuff just to get what you need, get out of there. And it's it's the only moment in that game where I felt truly like scared in a way. I'm like, this is creepy as fuck. Get me out of here. Um, and it's and it's probably uh, my favorite moment of the year in in any of the games I played. It's 
the most memorable part. I know a lot of people might towards uh, you know talk about Lady D in her mansion. That comes in second, but this this part was just fucking awesome to me. I loved it. Yeah, that's that's awesome. You got a, a favorite moment from a game this year? I hate to do this, but I'm going to spoil Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> there is a moment. Well, it's more of a sequence of events um, where you're going through the final zone. And along the way, in order to forge your path forward, each and every member of the Scions of the Seventh Dawn are sacrificing themselves to create a path forward for you to go fight Meteon, who is bringing about the end of the universe. And it's so sad. Um, but there is a suggestion along the way. You know that this isn't forever, because you know there's a suggestion that you are imbued with this soul of an, of an ancient that could bring them all back. Um, so eventually, you do. At, once you get to your final destination and you, you're about to confront the final boss, you summon all your friends back. Turns out they can't fucking help you. They're, like... Medion is fucking ultra-powerful and is, like, about to kill everybody over again, and this time permanently. And, um... So, before you were all going out uh, on this um, adventure, uh, you created this device that um, you'd press, and it would bring you and everyone else was, that was holding a copy of this device back to this spaceship. Um, because you're going to space. You're, you travel to this place via a spaceship across the universe. It's just amazing. Um, but yeah, you have this device that's basically like to recall everyone back to the ship. Um, so like when it becomes clear that Medion is about to kill all your friends, you press the button on this device and toss it up, and they they all get transported back to the ship, and then you're standing one on one with the final boss. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's just that's just an awesome sequence. It's like, uh, yeah, you all have done your part. Let me finish this. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds pretty epic. Um, I, mean, I almost should... Good. I mean, Good obviously fish. the final fight is is a is a boss fight that you play multiplayer with other other people, but like that in the story, um, yeah, it, it's just awesome. Yeah, yeah, that that sounds epic. I'm sure too was there epic Final Fantasy music playing, dude. <laughs> we don't have an award we, like neither of us came up with an award for music I think there was like a lot of really great contenders for great music uh, this mm -hmm. year um, so much so that uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy should have never been in contention no um, it's just not fair <laughs> and yeah it's I agree it's great yeah yeah there's was, there was some great music this year yeah they just announced I, that they're actually releasing that soundtrack um, pretty soon mm. um so yeah, you'll be able to go uh, buy that. Cool. You know the thing with Final Fantasy fourteen is like it's a it's a dangerous thing because they sell vinyls of all their expansions music, mm. and I was like, do I want to <laughs> be the guy who has a fucking closet full of vinyls? Right. 
I don't think I'm that guy, but Final Fantasy makes me question myself. Yeah. I mean, it'd be dope. I mean, vinyl, I mean, you know me, I have a lot of CDs, but vinyl I've always thought about, and it's just a dangerous fucking rabbit hole for me to go into. Mm-hmm. But man, when you're looking at a vinyl, you have that art in front of you and everything. It's it's so dope. Um, for that award, though, I was very close to choosing um, uh, the Dartmoor Mansion in Hitman Three. Um, mm, that yes. level is so cool, dude. I mean, it just it stands out as one of my favorite levels of the year and the whole murder mystery thing you get into i mean dude i was just not expecting that it was so cool um and i also almost chose the 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 blizzard prime level from ratchet and clank ripped apart oh my that's God, the one yeah. where you're you know you're whacking the crystals and it's going back and forth um in the level design i mean that was so fucking dope and so cool and really showed the power of the ps5 and yeah, those are some of my favorites, but I, I had to go with this Resident Evil 8 one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's time to get into the meat and potatoes of why we're here. Um, and the reason that is, uh, is we, we have to determine a game of the year. Um, but I want to preface this with uh, an acknowledgement that it, this is really the game that we played of the year. <laughs> Because, yes. obviously, we didn't get to everything. I didn't even play that Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy that everyone just rants and raves about. I'm not sure you can convince me that game's actually good. Uh, but <laughs> here we are. Um, so, yeah, we each have a top five list. Um, now, I'll say I did not exclude other platforms. Okay, that's fine. That's for fair. For mine. That's, that's all right. Fair. All right. Um, but, yeah. So, hold on. Do we want to go to time.is and just blurt out our numbers at the same time? Say, what like, do you mean? our number five, we each say it at, like, X time at t- on time.is. And just say it out <laughs> loud. You want to do it that way? What do you, like, instead why of, instead of taking turns. Oh, no. No. Oh, okay, fine. No. Right. Let's just take turns. All right. Well, my number five is Hitman 3. And I think a lot of people forgot Hitman 3 came out this year. Yes. Another game I forgot that came out this year that I'm not going to ever mention again beyond the scope of this podcast is Outriders. Um, But I'm okay with forgetting that game. Uh, But Hitman 3 is fantastic. Came out, I believe, in January. Um, Yep. And it is like IO Interactive's masterpiece in level design and just like creating like interactive levels that like have kind of this weird little sandbox uh, aspect to it kind of like a little simulation happening in it Um, yeah they're just wonderfully constructed levels and just the vibes of uh, of agent 47 and like the mission that he's he's out on like to like take down these fucking assholes uh, really comes to comes to a head here, and yeah, I just I had a hell of a time at Hitman Three, and I just I needed to put it on my list because I need people to remember Hitman Three. Yes, I 
My number five is Hitman 3. Holy fuck. <laughs> how, how ironic is that? Um, yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I just think the level design of all these, all these missions were just so fun. Infinite, infinitely replayable. Uh, the creativity you can have with Hitman is, is fantastic. And this game, I felt like just took it to another level. The music's awesome. The visuals are just fucking stunning in this game. Um, and the way they just, you know, make all these missions just feel alive. I mean, it's it's just awesome. Like, I think about, you know, Dartmoor Mansion is probably my favorite. But the, the visuals of Dubai, when you first start that level off and you're... Even when you're outside the building, but once you get inside, just their art style is just so cool. The level, I believe it's in China. Um... One of the later ones, that one was just stunning. The fucking Berlin um, level, like yes, it's, it's, yes, the totally so original thing that they did for this game. Like, it, like it's unlike anything they 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 built before because you go in not knowing your targets. Yep, yep, yeah. It was it was great. I would say the only thing that's a little bit of a bummer about this game though is the final mission. While neat, you know, it it's not totally Hitman. In a way, like I feel like it's weird to wrap up this whole trilogy on that mission where it's uh, just a very linear thing. Yeah, it's um, it's it was disappointing for them to, in their final mission of Hitman Three, emulate a worse game in Uncharted. Yeah, basically, yeah, and it yeah. <laughs> so uh, the the last level is kind of a bummer, but man, all the other ones are so good. All right, well. I guess it's time for number four. I wonder if this is going to... No, it's not going to be the same between us because you haven't finished yet. I don't think you'd put it on your list. My number four is Life is Strange True Colors. Um, and that's because it made me cry and it made me feel things in a year that it was kind of hard to feel things. Um, it has a soundtrack that completely vibes with uh, who I am as a person and with the kind of music I like to listen to. Um, its story is super relatable. Um, and just, yeah, just the overall themes and, like, kind of, kind of I mean, this the small-town nature of it, it, it just, it felt right at this year. That Like, it was a, it was... It was a it was a game it was the right game for the right time and it it was uh yeah just really moving for me yeah now I could tell that I think if I would have finished it in time that this game probably would have made my list um you know I'm two chapters in I'm just I'm loving it especially you know the first chapter's good gets you introduced major things happen at the end but the second one so far I just feel like got way deeper into these characters who they are and all those conversations and yeah I can't wait to play more of it I can see why you love it so much alright hit me with your number four baby Uh, my number four is Resident Evil Village Um, really enjoyed this game um falls apart a little bit at the end um, as it becomes more of just a Call of Duty shooter, <laughs> which I didn't really like. Um, as is but, the trend of uh, Resident Evil. Yeah. 
I'm like, man, you guys got to figure out a way to end these games because, you know, the first two-thirds of this game are just awesome. And I just loved every moment of it. Loved the exploration. Loved the boss fights, the vibe, um, you know, all that stuff. The economy was a little bit broken. Um, but overall, just really, really liked the game. I mean, it, it played super smooth. It it looked awesome. Like, I just loved the vibes of what they were putting out. Just so many amazing, iconic scenes to me for this year. And, yeah, I just, I love that game. Yeah, I just, I... I kind of wish I played through all of it. I'm not sure if I really have the time to go back to it now, but we'll see. Yeah, it's not super long, but but yeah, I mean, I might yeah, just bump I it down to easy like and just pump through it. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because to me, I, I don't, I didn't care about a challenge in that game, and I just, I just wanted to experience it, and I loved almost every second of it. So, cool. well, my number three. And you might be surprised it's not even higher on this list. Is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart? Um, I was going to make an individual award for this, but like the conversation around it would have been the same as this, this conversation I'm about to have about Ratchet and Clank. It's that, man, this kind of game still fucking owns, and I'm really happy that like they they pretty much revived like one of my favorite childhood franchises and uh and like kind of created a path forward to like expand to cr- to like bring in new fans and like it's it's just i'm amazed that that a game like Ratchet and Clank could have uh, been brought into existence <laughs> in 2021 and just had so many new and interesting ideas and just take advantage of the new technology in, in an amazing way uh, so yeah, yeah, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, just really surprising. I knew I'd like it, I just didn't realize how much everyone would like it. Yeah. My number three is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. <laughs> Pretty crazy. Now, now, um, now. Have you been <laughs> spying on me? No, I, I have not, I have not. Um, I, I completely agree with you on everything you said, and to me, it's just the pure joy that I felt playing this game um, and just how good it ultimately feels. Like, the way they used that DualSense controller with all the weapons were great. Almost all weapons were really fun to use. Um, the level design was very cool, very classic Ratchet and & Clank, and it just felt good to play one of those games again. Um it felt good to have Ratchet back. I mean, it's just been so long, and especially since we got, like, a new original journey with him. Um, Rivet is a great character. Um, why can't I ever remember her companion's name? Kit? Yes, Kit. Kit. Yeah, Kit. Awesome. Like, yeah, I just, I really enjoyed it. And, and of course, this is, I think, uh, just one of the most stunning games visually I've ever seen, and... Yeah, the way they used PS5, it was it was cool, man. It, it really gives me a lot of excitement for the future of the PlayStation 5 and what developers can do with this system when they fully embrace it. Because between this and Returnal, which are exclusive games to the system, like they really use it very well. And um, Yeah, I, I love Ratchet every second of it. Yeah, 
I hope it's not. Well, I know what your number a long two time. Is now. I think, I think I know. Yeah, <laughs> you might be able to guess, but I, 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 the last thing I'll say on Ratchet, I just hope it's not a long time until we get another one, like five years. <laughs> Although I feel like it might be since um, Insomniac is a Marvel studio now. Oh God, that, that's the worst. <laughs> you know, that's the worst thing. I mean. Don't get me wrong, Spider-Man's pretty cool. But mm-hmm. Marvel's saturation of all media is one of the biggest bummers to me. Yeah. It's really happening, for sure. Alright. Well, number two for me isn't a game I personally beat. I played a significant portion of. And then I watched a stream of other people beating the game. Uh, I feel like I've played enough to, like, kind of get a handle on it. Um, but also, like, watching a stream and, like, the communal aspect of it was was cool, too. And that game is Inscription. Mm. Um, Devolver Digital published this card game. Um, it's not just a card game. It's the reason why genres are bullshit, which was going to be one of my awards. But then I thought, hey, I'm going to talk about it anyway. So here it is. Inscription. Genres are bullshit. It's kind of a card game it's kind of a deck builder at certain points it's also an adventure game for in a puzzle game at certain points it's got it all man it also has an ARG that was associated with it that like yeah it, it was a total mind fuck it was not ex- it was not at all what I was expecting it to be but also it just kept like digging its claws into me further like Man, I need to see out what what the rest of this game is, and I don't have time to play it, but I do have time to watch other people play it. Um, so yeah, it's it's great. Like the card game within Inscription is a solid, fun card game, and it encourages you to break it in really cool and fun ways. Um, but the story aspect of it is is the real shocker, like this the surprise, uh, like how this all is how in the game the video game inscription is about how the video game inscription came to be it's it's kind of got this like this inverse relationship with itself it's like it's yeah it is a very interesting video game and uh yeah i'd encourage more people to check it out if they haven't yet um even if you're not necessarily into uh deck builders or anything like that. It's it's got a lot of uh, interesting twists in it. Yeah, I mean this. Yeah, I feel like this game's been in a conversation for many months now. Yeah, seems seems neat for sure. All right, All Tyler, right. your number two is Vroom Vroom. It's a Vroom Vroom game. Okay. Yeah, uh, Forza Horizon Five. I knew it. I fucking is... knew it. My number two, um, yeah, I think this franchise has been better and better with each iteration, and this one is no doubt the best. Uh, Mexico uh, is an awesome place for this game to take place, um, and uh, I think Playground Games just did a really great job with that and just making the map interesting, making things that aren't usually things that I go after, like uh, all the all the fast travel boards, XP boards, all that stuff is just something that I wanted to almost get them all. 
Um, the events were cool. The whole style of the game is just awesome. And it takes everything that Forza Horizon does and just makes it even better. You know, it's just I just keep wondering how they're going to make this game and this franchise better and better with each iteration. Somehow they figure out a way to do it. And yeah, I really, really love this game. Yeah, I I had a lot of fun with Forza Horizon Five. Um, I I'm just not sure I have time to keep up with it because they have gone to this model of like seasonal events. Oh yeah, and I still yeah. haven't finished every race on the map yet, and I don't know what like whenever I boot up Forza Horizon Five, I have this moment of, oh fuck, what do I do? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it can be uh can be polarizing. And that's not For a sure. bad thing. Like, there's always something to do. Like, you're never going to be bored with Forza. It's There's always going to be something going on. Yep. All Definitely. Right. Tyler, you know what my number one is. You know what it is. Yeah. Tyler, say it. Hey. Say it. Say it. What is my number one Final, game? Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker. Fuck yeah. Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker fucking wraps up this fucking story arc that's been going on for what almost 10 years now um probably more than that when did like when did original not a realm reborn what did original final fantasy 14 release was it 2011 2010 2010 okay so it's been yeah. like it's been over a decade that this story has been going on and yeah it is that that original shitty version of final fantasy 14 some of that story is involved. Um, and, yeah, it is... It was, like... I don't know how to put this. It, it was, like, the perfect capstone to, like, this... This incredible story. And it's, it's like, a cum culmination of, like, so much stuff that if you've stuck with the game over these years, that, like, there's so much payoff for all these characters throughout all these expansions that... It's just a really, really awesome way that they, they've managed to kind of close the loop here. Uh, they will have to, like, continue the story. They do plan on releasing more Final Fantasy XIV content, but Endwalker, just the way that they kind of, it, like, Endwalker explains a lot. Like, I'm not sure if this is kind of retroactive storytelling or what, but, like, knowing the story of Endwalker and then looking back on what's been happening over the expansions and, like, even, like, A Realm Reborn stuff, like, it really explains a lot. Like, they had a long-term vision with Final Fantasy XIV, and they managed to build it out and they managed to pay it off in, like, a really awesome way that is super satisfying that leaves me, like, in a place where if I didn't, have this podcast I'd be playing a shit ton more of Final Fantasy 14 and that, that's not to say I don't enjoy doing this podcast but like that just says so much about Final Fantasy 14 that like no I wouldn't be playing more video games I'd be playing more Final Fantasy 14 um, <laughs> and yeah and like they've made a lot of changes to like uh, different classes like I primarily play Monk because I like punching the shit out of things. I like the idea that, hey, this this hero in this world does his talking with his fists. Like, he doesn't wield a sword. He doesn't have a gun. He doesn't do magic shit. He just punches the fuck out of people. And that's 
that's that's fun for me, and that's my warrior of light. That's yeah. Eh, I I just had a lot of fun with it. It's it's made me feel really good about where Final Fantasy fourteen has ended up. And it makes me hopeful for the future because I feel like like they needed to pay off this story before they could move on. And this was such a long tale and yeah, I'm just really satisfied and happy with where, where it's at right now. All right, Tyler, tell yeah, me about tell that's me, awesome. Tell tell me about Halo Infinite, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh my my game of the year is, is Halo Infinite and Yes, I know this game is flawed. Um, it's it's not perfect, um, but man, I just I've just had so much fun playing this game, and it's just brought back so many memories of playing Halo. It makes me feel like a kid again, um, and much like Ratchet and Clank does. But you know, they just three four three had so much to prove with this game. It was kind of a make-or-break moment for them and for the franchise, and uh, they really pulled it off in, I'm going to say, all the ways that truly matter. Um, obviously, the gameplay is just top-notch. I think it's the best playing Halo game ever. Um, it's just it's just great, and the weapons are, for the most part, all of them really feel good. Uh, they're fun to use. The equipment is very good, um, and especially when you're in that open world, man, and you got that grappling hook, man, it's it's just fun. And a Halo game set in an open world, I was a little worried about that, um, but I think, yeah, it can feel uh, rudimentary sometimes, um, but I just think that the, the sandbox gameplay of this game is just so top-notch that I feel like it really beats out a lot of open world games that I've played just because it's just so much fun. You can get so creative. A lot of crazy shit happens. Um, You can kind of make your own stories in a way. And it's just, it's awesome. The story I really liked. I liked the more human side of Master Chief that we got to know. I liked that they kept the cast of characters small around him. Um, And I feel like they, 343... They really, I really love the story of Halo 4. They really stumbled with 5. And I feel like they've reset this story in a way. And they got it to a good place where I'm excited for the future. Um, I'm excited what's what they teased at the end. I'm excited about just the villains in a way too. Like the Banished are great uh, to me. And, and I think there's some really great moments with them. It gives me just old school flashbacks of like the covenant and the flood and the prophets and all that stuff. I just really like it. I think, um, the more you learn about them, the more you understand their motives and yeah, they, they did a good job. I think with the villains too. And then not only that, but then the multiplayer is just so fucking good, dude. Big team battles back. It's excellent. Um, outside of maybe some server problems, but, um, just the arena mode's awesome. They, you know, they're continually doing very good with updating the game, listening to player feedback, and yeah, it's just it's the multiplayer game I've had the most fun with since Overwatch. So it's been a number of years, and yeah, I mean, I just think in all the right ways, I I just feel like this is a one of the best Halo games, and definitely my favorite of the year, for sure. 
And I wasn't expecting that, to be honest with you. Yeah. I think I was expecting to like this game but be disappointed. And for them to, to nail it, I you know, I just think they did a very good job. Yeah. So I, uh, it makes me happy. And it was maybe I shouldn't have been, but it was a little bit surprising how they how they released this game, how they actually put out the multiplayer like for free and actually put that out before they put out the single player. Yeah. Um, and like the I guess they they've kind of just went with the trend and like made their Halo multiplayer based off of like hey, this is what multiplayer games are doing now. We have a battle pass and we have an in-game store. And that just seems to be the model for free-to-play games now, and I don't have a problem with that. Um, although I will say that, hey, um, it, it, will there ever be any kind of traditional progression uh, ever right. again in, in, in multiplayer games? It, it feels like that's going away. Yeah. That is something I wish was here, for sure. And yeah, with the battle pass, I mean, there's some cool shit in there. But honestly, the free track for the battle pass like really blows. <laughs> yeah. If you if you were to look at it, um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's some things like that that I think can get ironed out. But I mean, there's multiple ways to awesome. look at it too. Like especially like maybe this isn't necessarily a conversation about game of the year, but like maybe that model is like. Yeah, you could buy into the battle pass, or you could just wait and pick and choose what you want to buy off the store. Right. Yep. And, like, there's going to be some people like me who are going to do a little bit of both. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, same. Uh, Completely agree. Um, Two, I mean, it was just crazy when they launched the multiplayer and it worked. Yeah, it just I worked. I mean, <laughs> it honestly worked. Like, you... Got, I got home, I downloaded it, and I was playing, and I had zero problems finding matches that night. I mean, how often do we see multiplayer games, live service games, whatever, that launch and just have awful server trouble? And, you know, it can really ruin your experience. So, so Tyler, do we want to try to determine a game of the year? I mean, sure. It's going to be hard. I think it's very funny if we put Halo Infinite as our game of the year. I think it's very funny. I think it is, but also I think it's fair to give it to Ann Walker. Um, only because of, yeah, like what you were saying, the culmination of everything and what that game does and how much that game means to everyone. That it really invested all this time into it. I think it's totally fair to give it to that game. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Final Fantasy XIV is that, like, it launched and it was a nightmare. It was something that yeah. like, people, like, revolted about. And then they re- yeah. they kind of made themselves a clean slate with A Realm Reborn. But even that then, when they wrote A Realm Reborn, they were writing checks about, like, hey, we have to, this has to pay off. Like, this story has to pay off. This has to be the story that we go on over the next decade of this video game. And for them to end up where they have with Endwalker is just, like, an amazing thing and just a huge success story about a game that, like, there were talks about, hey, they might just shut down Final Fantasy XIV. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was... It's amazing, and I, I, I really have hope for the future Final Fantasy XIV. I'm not sure that they need to release... They, they need to shut it down, like, yet. It's It's very strong it's like 
even weeks after, like, uh, it's been um, it's been a month after the expansion is launched. There are still like server queues of upward of like three thousand that take multiple at, like at least two and a half, three hours to get through. <laughs> sometimes, um, so yeah, it is like as popular as it ever has been. It is like in probably the best place, like playing like my class playing. And the ways that they've changed classes to make them make them better and balance them better, it's yeah. They they've just continued to improve upon what they have and yeah, I'm the only way is up from here for Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. You can't so, uh, yeah. you still can't get a free trial. <laughs> it's, yeah. So Tyler, yeah. tough luck if you wanted to get into Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> yeah. Did they fix the server queue? yet no like no. I mean, well okay so in a sense they did fix the server queue in that it doesn't kick you out of the queue nearly mm-hmm. as often like i have not been kicked out of a queue for the past three weeks right so in a sense it's fixed there's still a queue to get into the servers at peak hours because there's still a shit ton <laughs> of people playing this video game yeah but yeah i mean I'm okay with just doing a one-two and having Final Fantasy fourteen Endwalker be number one, and you know, Halo Infinite being our number two game of the year. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I up. think, I think at that point, then Ratchet would be number three because yeah. we both had it three. Um, yeah, well, I forget what oh, you had. Life is Strange at four. Maybe we put Hitman 3 at number 4 since we both had it at 5. Yeah, and then we and have then... to argue over Inscription versus uh, Forza. <laughs> right. Hmm. Hmm. I'm, I mean, I can, fee- I can be fine with giving it to Inscription. You know, it's uh, definitely a newer game, more unique game. Whereas Forza is just another one, just way better, a lot tighter. Um, I'm fine with that. All right, if you're if you're gonna concede that ground, um, yeah. Our uh, top five list is gonna look like. Hold on, let me type this up here. Before I say it, because you know sometimes I I get things mixed up. Ratchet. What do we have there? Huh. For our combined list? For, yeah, for our number four. Uh, uh, Hitman 3. Hitman 3, okay. Hitman. And then Inscription. All right, so your official top five list. The only list that matters on the internet. Um, <laughs> I see. Um, I'm not even... Look, we're both fans of... Uh, Famed website Giant Mom. I'm not even sure they're going to do Game of the Year at this point. I have no idea. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> so this is the only list that matters between the two oh, of yeah. us. Absolutely. Um, so the top five games of 2021 are as follows. At number five is Inscription. Number three, Hitman 3. In case any of you bastards out there forgot that Hitman 3 released in 2021. It did. And it was fantastic. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Number three for us is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Number two on this on this episode on this podcast called the PlayStation Report. Number two game of the year of 2021 is Halo Infinite. Yes. And if you don't if you don't like that, you can suck it. I agree. <laughs> Just being blunt, I love it. And number one. I finally get to, to get. This has been a labor of love. I finally get to award Final Fantasy XIV and Walker as the PlayStation Report 2021 Game of the Year and also winner of I'm a Dad Now. Uh, <laughs> not a daddy. That's a different thing. Um. But yeah, game of the year. And Walker. Yes. Hell yeah. Um, Do you have any honorable mentions you'd like to talk about that we haven't actually talked about yet throughout the, this podcast? Yeah. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Outriders. Fuck you. I'm sorry, dude. I uh, <laughs> Look, the story's complete trash in that game i fucking adored playing it oh it was so much fun and and uh they did a lot of really smart stuff with that game with the way like mods work and the whole world level thing was so cool how you can kind of set your own challenge i mean it was great that's just um, diablo that's just i know I know but to do it with with a shooter like this it was it was a lot of fun i really enjoyed it um I love playing it, man. It was such a great, fun experience to me. But, um, so that. Okay, Tyler, I have one that we we should probably play co-op together. Since, like, our Divinity Original Sin thing kind of fizzled out. I'm, I'm going to be honest here. That kind of fizzled out because that's an older game. They obviously improved a lot, and we spoiled ourselves with Divinity Original Sin 2. Mm-hmm. Um. But the co-op game we should probably play before Baldur's Gate 3 comes out is Wildermyth. Wildermyth. Um, I feel like I've heard about that. I'm going to look this up. Wildermyth is kind of a proc-gen fantasy XCOM-like game. Mm. um, In which, like, you have these characters... And, like, just bizarre stuff happens to them. Like, completely procedurally generated stuff. Like, there's stuff, weird shit that happens. Like, one of the events that can happen is that over, like... So this game takes place, like, over these different acts. And between acts, certain things, certain events happen to characters. And one of the events that can happen to a character is that they get transformed into a duck and fall in love with another duck. But at the end of, like, the break, like, they transform back to themselves, but the duck is still there, and the duck becomes a follower for that character and appears everywhere where that character appears in the story. Hmm. Um, but yeah, just a lot of wild, cool, fun stuff. Like, it's, it's a great... It's a great character generator. It's a great story generator. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that's the game we should try to play together, because I... I have a feeling that it's going to... Um, it's a lot easier to pick up and play 
um, because there's like three character classes and the range of like what you have to remember what the characters can do is is limited in a way that like we can pick up and play at any time yeah it looks neat for sure I can be down give it a shot here soon let's do it yeah um one game that uh, I felt like would have been on your list but isn't is uh, Death's Door. That was a late omission. Okay. All right. That so, was my number five before I remembered Hitman 3 coming out this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Death's Door. Death's Door. Have, so did you did you start it yet? No, no. I oh, have man. it downloaded on my list. Birds are cool, to. man. I like I like birds. <laughs> yeah. Give a bird a sword. Fuck yeah. Give a <laughs> give a bird like knives. Hell yeah. Give the bird a bigger sword. Oh yeah. Yes. I yeah. I just I I found so um. I forget the name of the developer, but this developer previously made Titan Souls, I believe, and Titan Souls was... I played a little bit of Titan Souls, and um, I felt bad at video games. This The award I was going to give uh, Death's Door was a video game that made me actually feel like I was good at video games. <laughs> <laughs> because while it was challenging, um, I just found myself like really getting into the groove with it and getting good at death's door and that's that's a rare feeling i rarely feel like i'm actually good at video games anymore um so yeah that was that was a nice feeling yeah anything that uh disappointed you disappointed me um <laughs> the activation or disappointed me um <laughs> yeah yeah, well, I mean, I think there's a lot of shit we could go to in that direction. <laughs> um, I was disappointed in the ascent. Yes, me too. Absolutely. Like Cyberpunk Diablo, I thought I was down for it, um, but it turns out that a combination of technical shit that they just never hammered out, and um, that game just being hard to look at for long periods of time, mm -hmm. just really killed it for me. I also think the balancing that game fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. Like, you're trying to do a mission that you are leveled for, but you have to go through this area where the enemies are five levels more than you. What the fuck's going on? Then you're doing a mission that you're over level for, and you get fucking demolished. And it's like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, man, that game has a lot of great ingredients to make an awesome game and they they just need to smooth it out if they make a sequel um so yeah i agree with that one my next one too is uh death loop i gotta finish death loop i still want to but um arcane has made better video games and everyone that's just like jizzing all over this game i'm like dude this game is not what they sold it to be, first of all. And Arcane has just made way better gameplay and game design than this. And while there's some cool stuff about Deathloop for sure, um, 
I just don't even think it holds a candle to Dishonored, both 1 and 2, and I'm even going to say Prey. Yeah, to me, it's just not even close. So, Deathloop's kind of a bummer for me, I'm personally. I'm make a confession on uh, this podcast. I think Prey is Arcane's best video game. You know, I feel like a lot of people would disagree with you. I'm not... <laughs> I'm going to disagree with you, but I don't. Uh, I can see your point because I really love Prey as well. So, Prey is an underrated game for sure. Yeah, it's it's so good to me. It's Dishonored too. I just I think that game just nailed everything it was trying to do. But yeah, I'd probably put Prey second. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I don't yeah. have anything else. No, I mean, the last thing I was going to say is we've been doing this podcast for a number of years. I think we've been doing a combined Game of the Year list since 2017. That sounds right. Because we did Game of the Year in 2016, but I don't think we did a combined list. Okay. Um, So Final Fantasy and Walker, you could say, joins the PlayStation Report Hall of Fame. All right, so um, I have a contention with that because <laughs> Hall of Fames have a certain, I don't know, political aspect of them. Uh, in True. General, like, you, you see uh, sports Hall of Fames really just, like, showing their asses sometimes. Um, yeah. You know, some sometimes... Hmm. Okay, just go, go. Well, I was just going to say... Uh, 2017, I believe, went to Hellblade. I still think that's that's the right choice. That game's fucking great. 2018, I'm pretty sure, went to uh, God of War. Yep. 2019 went to Sekiro. Yeah. 2020 went to Hades. And now 2021 is Final Fantasy and Walker. So congratulations. Awesome. I love it. I'm going to write these down in a doc. So that way we don't ever forget but yeah, good. I no, no. I was just like, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see what what's going to be 2022's game of the year because there are a lot of games that I'm really excited for. We talked about the games we're excited for in the previous podcast, but yeah, mm-hmm. I just hope that they all hit. I've also heard we're not going to talk about it in the news. I've heard rumors of an armored core being worked on. Yeah, I'm not sure it's how much that. I believe those. <laughs> I want. To I yeah. so want to believe. <laughs> I remember, I'm not a massive Armored Core fan, but I remember playing the one on, or no, I think it was related, Chrome Hounds on the 360? Yes, Chrome Hounds was also from, from Soft, but yeah, yeah Chrome right. Hounds was fucking awesome too. It was, it was It was very cool. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to 2022 as well. Alright. I think there's a lot of cool stuff, man. Yeah, we'll be back uh, next week with our first, I guess, normal. If you want to, if anything is normal anymore, normal podcast of 2022, a year that I consistently forget that it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see you all next time. Um, if you have questions, concerns, um, yeah. bitches, or gripes about our game of the year list. And its inclusion of uh, non-PlayStation video games, you can shove it up your ass or email us. 
<laughs> at PlayStation Report Podcast at gmail.com um, or via Twitter at PS Report Podcast. Give us ratings, reviews, and shares with your friends. Um, even if it's hate shares. Like, look at what these stupid motherfuckers said. Still, share it. I don't care. Yeah, I, I dare you. You won't. Yeah. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth if you want to uh, abuse me on the internet. I'll probably just mute you, to be honest. Um, Tyler is less on the internet nowadays, but uh, Plugged On Vids is still around. Um, we'll see where that goes. And uh, until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and... Do-do-do-do! Ba-ba-ba-ba!